Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Most families have some pieces of wisdom and lore that gets passed down through the generations. In my family, one of those tidbits was, you can't put two pounds in a one-pound bag. Exactly why this was considered profound, I'm not quite sure, but it came from my dad's dad to my dad and on to me. Alas, at least in the digital world, that old saw is no longer true. In fact, it's pretty commonplace and very necessary to put two pounds in a one-pound bag day in and day out, or put another way, to reduce file size by half or even much more in the digital realm. Now, if a person came up to you on the street and said, hey buddy, stuff it, you might be reaching for a stick. Or if someone said, zip it, you might feel hurt because your observations on life were not quite being properly valued. However, if you'd been sitting in front of your computer, you'd probably consider those very reasonable requests. There are two different ways of saying something like, please compress that file before you send it to me. Files are compressed, or reduced in size, by a compression program, then stored, often transmitted through the web, and then uncompressed when they're read. In the Macintosh world, you often say that files are stuffed, and then unstuffed, when it's time to use them. In the Windows world, and now often in the Mac world as well, compressed files usually have the suffix .zip. So files compressed using this compression scheme are said to be zipped. In either case, the size of the original file is reduced considerably. Why does that matter? Well, not too many years ago, hard disk space was very expensive, and therefore the more information you could fit on a disk, the better off you were. So if you could reduce a file that was, say, 100,000 bytes down to 50,000 bytes or less, you were saving money. These days, hard disk space is pretty cheap. The big reason for compressing files now is to make them smaller so they can be sent more quickly over the internet. It's a bandwidth problem rather than a disk space problem that's the driving force behind compression today. But whether it's bandwidth or disk real estate that's limited, the solution is still the same. Try to figure out ways to pack information more efficiently so that a file takes up less space. How can you take a letter you wrote, for example, or a business or school report, or a newspaper article, and reduce the file size by half or more without losing any information? Good question. Though there are many different data compression schemes, all of them work on the same general principle, which we might characterize as eliminate redundant information. You may recall that it takes 8 bits, or binary digits, of information to represent a single letter or other symbol used in our system of English writing like a question mark or exclamation point. So for example, if you type the word THE, that little word requires 24 bits of information to represent it. 8 bits for the T, 8 bits for the H, 8 bits for the E. If you typed Washington, you'd need 80 bits of information, since there are 10 letters in that word, and so on. As you can see, bits can pile up quickly. Now you probably know from playing Hangman when you were a kid that there are some letters and words that will statistically appear in a paragraph in English much more often than others will. So take the word AND, A-N-D, or the word THE, T-H-E. 
Those words usually appear quite often in English. Suppose instead of 24 bits to represent the word, you just use two. And suppose the word appeared a hundred times in a letter or an article. Instead of 2400 bits to represent those occurrences, you'd need only 200. That's quite a savings. Or suppose that you noticed that in a particular letter a person wrote, if you see what I mean, at the end of every paragraph. And suppose that there were 10 paragraphs in the letter. Now suppose that a compression program were clever enough to notice the repetition of that pattern and represented it just by, for example, the first letters of the words instead of whole words. You'd save a lot more bits there, too. This is somewhat akin to people using abbreviations to save typing in online chat rooms or emails. Those of you who meander about in cyberspace have probably seen expressions like IMHO, which means, in my humble opinion, or AFAIK, which stands for as far as I know. You get the idea. So, how good a job do compression programs do in reducing the size of files by reducing or eliminating redundant information? Well, when you're talking about text, such as letters and articles and even information in a database, they do quite a good job indeed. You might be able to save 50%, 60%, or, depending how redundant the material is, even 80% of the original file size. You won't save as much on a James Joyce story, for example, as in a daily newspaper article, Joyce uses too many non-predictable words, but you'll save something. And everything you save means more room on your hard drive and less transmission bandwidth over the internet. Now you might have noticed that we've only been talking about text so far. What about photos, or video, or animations, or music, and all that other kind of non-textual stuff? Well, the principle is the same, but the application is a lot more tricky. And we'll talk about those kinds of files and related compression schemes, such as JPEG, MPEG, AAC, OGVORBIS, and so on, in a future program. So, bottom line, if someone asks you to stuff it, or zip it, with their computer turned on, don't take umbrage. Consider them sensitive and efficient citizens of the electronic realm, which of course is what we consider you, our esteemed listeners, and that's why we hope you'll join us on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Music